Hi everybody, I'm Deacon Dave. I'm Layperson Lisa. Welcome to the Deacon, Deacon Dave, Dave and Layperson Lay Lisa, Lisa Show. Show. Well, welcome back everybody. I think we're on, uh, it doesn't matter, we're, we're talking about Catholic social teaching. Social teaching, teaching continues. And it's going to be on solidarity. Yes. So you want to start us off since, what do we have? The real solidarity is the realization that all people are interconnected as part of one human family. It is a mark of Catholicity. Catholicity, which is also universality, which we'll get to in a minute. And a moral virtue. It's a moral virtue to recognize that we are all connected by God. So it's not just our church community um, or uh, being in the United States, but we are connected with people. Um, all over the world. Right, by virtue okay. of the fact that we were all created by God. Okay, yeah. How often do we think about that level of solidarity? I don't think we do. No, we don't. And it would be very helpful. Yes, it would be helpful. In a lot of different helpful. ways. Yes. It highlights each person's need to work for the common good, which That's, we've talked about. We've talked about the common uh, but the common good is an important thing, yeah. and the common good goes beyond just what we do in our own little sphere of influence. Why, why we have compassion for those we have never met. So solidarity is why we have compassion for those we've never met. Okay. Exactly. And it means being more committed to unity. Unity. Unity is important. Anyway, uh, we digress. Yes, we did. It trans, uh, solidarity transcends all barriers, regardless of race, religion, language, etc. Right. So when we talk about unity and we talk about solidarity, uh, we're not just talking about, you know, the solidarity, like I said, of a country or a right. particular language. And certainly the cultural things that we have are an important part of being a group. But we also, we all have to remember that common thread, which is that we are created by God. And so we are united in him. And, and irregardless of race. Even if we have a different religion. Any religion, race, creed, mm -hmm. color, you name it, doesn't matter. We're mm -hmm. all created by the same God. Right. Exactly. There you have it. Yep. We're done. <laughs> it goes right to the heart of loving one's neighbor. Sums it up. Love God, love your neighbor. It's yeah. just that simple. It is. Yet we don't it <laughs> It's a matter way. of actually doing that though, right? Exactly. It is linked to self-giving. Our willingness to give of ourselves to others. It's, and it's about emptying ourselves. It's about emptying ourselves, which is Philippians chapter 2. Yeah. Remember, we are a mission people and sent out to the whole human race. So the Richmond Diocese, we just celebrated 200 years. And in the bishop's letter um, to all the people, the faithful that was read uh, at each mass, he talked about we go from communion to, to mission. mission. Right? Yeah. And in fact, communion is the very source of our ability to go out and be on mission. And mission can be anything from our family, right, mm -hmm. to our community, and, and maybe beyond that. In, in a sense, this is mission, what we are doing on this podcast. There's a new song. Yeah, so they have a new uh, song, I believe it's them, and I um, listened to it on the radio this morning or yesterday or something. But it talks about, like, um, we uh, have missions overseas, but not in our own country we don't go across the street to talk yes about i've heard that people. song yeah. before that's not a new song i don't think oh though. okay but you're right it's even the mission within our own family um uh, that that is important so we can um you know this it sounds like very overwhelming like oh we have unity with the whole world but we could start small in our own neighborhoods and in our families we need to start exactly like that small oh uh, let's see it means our life is not our possession but a gift to god and others and I like this because it is so easy for us to think that everything that we've earned or that we have is ours, but we cannot take what we have 
with us right. to heaven. And so really we're called to empty ourselves again and give away all it is that we have and bringing about the kingdom and other people. That's really the core of mission if you get right down to it. Well, that's why God gives us gifts, right? right. Whether it be um, material gifts, um, but also like gifts of the Holy Spirit to right. give them away. There's no need to hoard them and keep them to ourselves. It's much better. In fact, if you think about it, it when we keep things to ourselves, we're very self-regarded and, and self-centered, right? Yeah. But when we give them away, isn't that doesn't that feel so much better and so yeah. much more fruitful for you and for the people around you that you are going out and missioning? To? Right, exactly. It's not mission impossible. It is possible. <laughs> Think about the many different places things come from and how dependent we are on the world as a whole. So I was reading in the book that is the basis for this on Catholic social teaching. It talked about when you get up in the morning and you have a cup of coffee, you know, who made the cup? Right. Where do the materials for the cup come from? Where did the coffee come from? Yeah. And so even in a simple cup of coffee, there are hands from all around the world that had a part in you being able to sit at your breakfast table and yeah. have a cup of coffee. That we are. Oh, yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. We're all tied together. Yeah. So to think that we're not is. We is, really are. Right. We're highly dependent on one another. If you get because, right yeah. It. Because if you look at the like bottom of your cup, it's going to be like some country, like thousands of. Exactly. Miles away, most likely. So exactly. we're connected to them. Absolutely. We are no longer self-regarded, but we lose ourself in the other person. There is so much more. Ex this is so much more exciting than looking inward. Which, which is what I said. Yeah, which you said. I, I got ahead because I wrote the notes. <laughs> you, you wrote them right. Right. Jesus is the perfect embodiment of solidarity. Oh, that is so true. Well, he's perfect in every way, so right. but he, I shouldn't be so surprised. And he's brought about... Like, the, he takes the sinners and the... Everybody. Yeah, He exactly. wants everybody. Exactly. He desires to draw everyone to himself and for us to all go to heaven. Yep. But, I mean, even when he was here on earth, he was, like, hanging out with the sinners to... He probably would have hung out with me. Yeah. Not because I'm a deacon, but because I'm a sinner. <laughs> yeah. Right. I would. I might have. You might have found me now with Jesus. I think. Who yeah. wouldn't want to? I mean, no kidding. I know. I think right. about that all the time. I, Jesus walks in. I don't sin that bad. Why are you coming to see me, Lord? No, I wouldn't say that. I'd be like, Oh, come on in. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Thanks for seeing me. I always think of like Zacchaeus in the tree. Like, yeah, I, th I don't blame Zacchaeus. I do the same thing. Exactly right. And solidarity and immigration. And oh, we've talked about this. We we mentioned it briefly, so yes. I, I will. So you read ahead in the notes, and I'll talk about okay. that. So, immigration, E M I G R A T, is when someone leaves the country. So they have the right to leave the country, you know, to go find a better life. Then immigration, I M M I G R A T I O N, is from the perspective of the country that is receiving the people. And so, the Catholic Church teaches that you know people have the right to emigrate, right, and that we have a responsibility, you know, to uh, create avenues by which people can immigrate into a country. So mm -hmm. it's not this idea that you can just leave one country and freely go into another country, but that you can leave for something better because things aren't going well where you are mm -hmm. and have a way and a means to enter into um, another country. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you think about the fact that, and in the Catholics, we are called to take care of, of people who have immigrated into this country, even if they're not legally here. Because at the very basis of all of this layperson, Lisa, love one another. is to love one another and our human dignity. Yeah. So that's just the bottom line. Yeah. Because Deacon Dave said so. <laughs> okay. 
Um, and also, you uh, mentioned in your notes, nations have the right to place reasonable limits and laws on immigration. Which I think I said. Oh, okay. Sorry, you know, I was reading. The, yeah, like rules, regulations. Oh, okay. A process by which people can come into the yeah, country. Right. Sure. And then solidarity and peace. If you want to work, if you want peace, work for justice. Peace is archived in acts of love and charity and is in... <laughs> And is rooted in the dignity of the person. I am just so far ahead of myself. It's amazing, isn't it? Yes. Peace must begin in the heart. Tell your Crucio closing story. Okay. So we had this guy. He came on a Crucio weekend, which is a three-day three weekend. Starts on a Thursday night and ends on a Sunday afternoon. And so the last day, he gets up and he's sharing his story. And he said, I came on Thursday night because there was so much noise in my life. And there was just so much going on. And so I wanted to come on this retreat in order to have silence. And so we have a silent retreat the first night. And he's he probably like, oh, this is great. This is exactly what I was looking for. Right. And he said, there was all this noise. Oh. He said, and he realized that the noise was coming from inside yeah. himself. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't a dry eye in the house when he was telling the story and his wife was there. Just as he realized that their inner peace was was missing. Mm. And so when he shared this story of how this weekend helped him to encounter Jesus in a way that brought him inner peace, it was just incredible. So we have to have that peace within ourselves in order to share that peace with others. So I thought that was a very powerful witness that he gave. Yeah, I nice. still remember it. That's been like yeah. five years ago. Nice. Just war doctrine. Oh boy, just war. Okay. Just, Lots of words here. Throw so them out. they must have a just cause. Right. So you just can't go to war for any reason. Typically, Somebody's being mistreated um, uh, in a way that is really bad, and people who have responsibility and want to take care of the common good have the right to then come in and try to rectify that situation. Like um, Hitler and the concentration. concentration. That would be a good example. Mm -hmm. A very good example. Legitimate authority. So that's the authority that, they, that there's someone. And so in this case, when you talk about Hitler, I mean, really, the rest of the world, or most of the world, sort of had a good reason for why they wanted to stop this uh, genocide of the of the Jewish people. And mm -hmm. so really they, they had the authority and the right to do that just based on the human dignity of people and the fact of what was happening. Right intention. Well, that you just mentioned that. Well, you know, there are some, you know, there are some places in the world, Lisa, that they do something with an alternative agenda. Oh. So they're going off looking like they're doing something good, but they really have an alternative agenda. Yeah. So the church would teach that that is not, not allowed. hey, this is why we're doing it. But this is really why they're doing mm, it. So yeah. if they have ulterior motives that aren't pure, then that that's not just. Does that make sense? Yes. Probability of success. Right. So if, if you're going to go and you're going to do something, then there needs to be this idea that you're going to be successful because there's a lot of effort. And a lot and, of lives at stake. a lot stake. of lives at stake that um, there has to be a reasonable means of, of, of success. Makes sense, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Really there's really does. a lot more to this just war than I thought. Proportionality. So if you're going to go in there and, to save 100 people and kill 500 people while you're doing it, then that's that's not proportional in any way. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it should be a last resort. Right. So we've tried uh, peace. We've tried negotiations. We've tried all kinds of things, and none of those are working. And so now we're left with um, no some, other choice but to, to, to take a, an aggressive stance um, through an act of war. Right. 
Now we'll talk about standard of restraint of just war. Right, so what are the standards of, and some of these words are the same, so go ahead and read Immunity what Immunity of non-combatants. Right, so, you know, we always hear about um, uh, um, casualties that aren't really involved in the war, right? Right. So those people, what is that called? It's called, um, there's a word for it. I can't think of what the word is right now. Collateral, collateral uh, damage or collateral uh, um, deaths or loss, okay. right? So if, you know, you, the United States has very surgical strikes when they do certain things. And they always had in mind, at least I would hope, minimizing collateral, you know, collateral damage. damage. If not completely eliminating, it would obviously be the goal and the hope. Yep. So yeah, you have to try to do that. You just can't go in and plow over everybody to try to get to the people um, that are creating the problem in the yep. first place. Proportionality. Oh, you just talked about that. Minimize I, collateral damage. Yeah, minimizing the collateral damage. Oh, so immun uh, immunity of non-combatants is when civilians must not be a direct object right. of direct attack. Okay. Right, so they're collateral too. But yeah, I mean, yeah. in, okay. in any, any war, there's probably going to be some collateral damage, and it could be yeah. economic, it could be human lives. Um, but you, you want to try to eliminate that okay. as much as possible while trying to take care of the real threat that you're there to take care of. Okay. Right intention. Back to the right intention. You've got to have the, the, the purpose needs to be pure in terms of why you're doing it. Mm, yeah. Right. Conscientious objectors. Right. So there are things that happen, right? And based on your conscience and your, and following church teaching, you can in good conscience follow or agree with whatever it is that's happening. Yeah. You heard of that before? Well, we talked about that briefly. Right. The book that I'm getting all this from has like 20 times more stuff in it, but we'd be here for like another hour if we actually broke down everything in detail. So I'd encourage you to, to if some of these things have struck your interest, to go look them up in further detail using solid Catholic resources. And discrimination is an offense against solidarity. Right. And peace. And so you have uh, prejudice, mm -hmm. right? Um, racism. Mm -hmm. And um, creating scandal, scandal. Mm -hmm. I believe, are the three. Yep. And so, so scandal is, is, is um, where you force someone else into a sinful act. And so the, the, um, the example in the book was is a, a spouse forces or wants a wife to get an abortion uh, because they don't want to have children yet. Ah, uh, okay. So that, that would be creating scandal and, and forcing, trying to force that person into sin. Okay. Even if they don't do it, just the act of doing it. Because um, you had the intention. Right, it's not, it's not good. And then, um, can you maybe talk a little bit about the difference between uh, prejudice and racism? Well, prejudice is a preconceived opinion formulated without consideration of known factors and usually based on erroneous knowledge. So it's basically when you assume something about somebody. Right, okay. and it's negative. And, and think right. about how easy it is for us to judge people on a daily basis. Based on the way they look, based on the way they're acting, based on, and we don't know the whole story. Right. And so really, you know, it's our job to enter into a relationship with people, not to judge them. Right. Um, and then racism. Is a belief that race determines human traits and abilities. Right. Which is just not the case. And remember, at the very beginning of this, solidarity is all about our unity. Our unity is, is that we're all created by God. And I want to touch on one more point here. So when we talk about solidarity... Solidarity of the family is really important. And in fact, today I'm listening um, to the Catechism of the Catholic Church on, on audio. And it was talking about uh, honor thy father and thy mother, which is the fourth commandment. 
and you talk about the importance of, of how, how a family needs to be in solidarity. Because how often do we see families that are not in solidarity? Right. And, and it's also this idea of as your children get older, they have to make their own decisions. The children should maintain this respect that they have for their parents even as they get older. Children have a, a responsibility to help take care of their parents as they get older. So there's all of these things that, um, that God calls us to do um, that, that, that is solidarity in our family. And I think if you realize that the family is the domestic church mm-hmm. and you don't have solidarity just even within the domestic church, right. then you can see how hard it would be to have solidarity in the world. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Have we not all experienced, I think, some form of a lack of solidarity in our own families? Oh, yeah. And it can be challenging. And that's where we have to ask God to enter into that stuff, layperson Lisa, and to help us with it. Yeah. Well, sorry, I got on my soapbox there for a minute. Anything uh, anything from you, layperson Lisa? No, nice job. Okay, nice job from you as well. I thank you for putting together the notes and so eloquently going over them. I appreciate that. So I think we have one more, which is on the environment. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Which is next time. I'm Deacon Dave. I'm like Professor Lisa. We'll see you next time. Bye. The views expressed on the Deacon Dave and Layperson Lisa show are our own, and not that of the Diocese of Richmond, nor any person or organization affiliated or doing business with the Diocese of Richmond.